Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowRoom.com. Just a quick intro today because there's not really much to say, but we're heading on to episode 81. We're going to be talking about the best ways to find high quality cannabis genetics in this episode. You know, where to buy cheap seeds that are good. We list off some seed banks and these seed banks we do have discount codes for. So if you are planning to buy anything from any of the seed banks mentioned in this episode, then head over to percysgrowroom.com and we probably have a discount code for it as well. You can get between 10 and 20% off depending on which seed bank you go to. But anyway, I'll leave you to get on with this episode. I hope you enjoy it. And of course, if you have any questions or need any help at all, you can find us over at Percy's Grow Room. But for now, let's move on to the episode and I'll speak to you in a bit. So as you know, by now, we have covered absolutely everything you need to know about growing cannabis. And for this episode, we're going to be talking about how to find the best possible cannabis genetics for your grow, because that's 50% of the battle when you come to growing. You know, you got to get the very best genetics you can. That's 50% of the battle. You know, nature, nurture, find the good shit and then learn to grow it really good. And the best thing you can do for your grow is get the best genetics possible and that's what we're going to be telling you how to do for this episode and then all the the other 50 percent is just all growing stuff which you'll learn throughout the other 80 episodes that we've done so go back and check out those if you're learning how to grow but this one is specifically for genetics so where do we even begin with this one lads i mean there's a there's quite a lot to cover here but let's start off with uh the first question which we want to cover uh where can you find high quality cannabis genetics that's the that's the first thing. I mean, there's lots of different seeds you can get when you come to growing cannabis. When you first start growing, you know, you're looking for a place to find the best seeds. And there's one place where you shouldn't be getting your seeds from. And you'll have a little bit of a disagreement with some people because some people love it. But, you know, bag seed, man. If you've bought a bag of weed and you found a seed in it and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to grow some weed with this now. It's best not to because uh, that <laughs> might not be good genetics. You're going to have more yeah. of a chance of hermion. You know, the seed, the bud you grow is going to have more chance of having seed in it because the genetics you're smoking and found the seed in had seed in it. You know, so you have to be careful with that. Although I will say I've grown things from bag seed that are that have been absolute fire, mm-hmm. and it, mm-hmm. I think some sometimes, but it's. It's hit and miss. Like you've yeah. you got to be lucky. A lot of the time, you're right. It's from a herm, so it's and it's generally trash genetics. So you're going to get nightmare fuel. But sometimes mm-hmm. there's that little diamond in the rough that you oh, yeah. just didn't expect to be there. And they say Gorilla Grew number four came from um, well, Gorilla Grew in general, and number four was the one which stayed around. But that strain came from a bag seed as well. And there's other strains that mm-hmm. came from bag seed, so it is possible to get good shit from bag seed. Yeah, Ken Dog's another one. But when it's your first grow and you're looking to have something reliable, then don't do that, man. Just uh, try and get yourself the best seeds possible and buy them from a reputable seed bank and breeder rather than just using something out the bag seed because you don't want to get three, four months down the line and then find out that the weed was shit because you grew some dodgy bag seed. 
you know, save the bag seed if you have one, save it. And then when you have plenty in your cupboards and you don't have to worry about missing a grow, crack the bag seed and see how it grows, man. It might be good. You know, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. 15 mm. years ago, bag seeds. Yes. Today's bag seed. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would partly Trust agree with that. Yeah. 15 <laughs> yeah, years ago. 15 years ago, that's all you had. Yeah. All you had, though, mm-hmm. back then, 15 years ago. I mean, for me, at least, if you bag seed, that would have nothing. There was no place yeah. to buy seed. I think 15 years ago, you would have had to gone to Amsterdam to get the seed. Yeah. Man, fucking, I can't even remember where I sourced my first cannabis seeds from. I think it might have been from Herbie's. Maybe. Fuck, that's it. I wonder where I got my first seeds from. That's what it's shit to not know that. Do you guys remember where you got your first seeds from? Yeah, out of the well, bag, man. The first one was bag seed. First, one, bag, seed. first yeah. one was bag seed, yeah. But I mean, the, the first indoor grow i ever did was i got them from seedsman right oh cool yeah the seedsman decent genetics man my first ones came from a company down here that is now no longer around but my first my first proper genetics and it was um oh fuck what was that uh i think it was a widow actually and it was a um it was a dutch passion so it was really nice, but um, at the same time, that was so long ago now. <laughs> I've had so many different things. Yeah, I don't think um... mine was first herbs. I think I bought mine from a seed bank that's here in my local city. Yeah, I think that because I remember, when, like all of us, when we first started growing and we were in an illegal place, it's like, oh, can't buy online because they'll track me. They'll come and kick yeah. my door off. So, you know, you go and pay cash in, in a seed bank. Yeah, so I think and I, it was uh, Exodus Cheese was my first one nice uh, yeah that's a good that one was, to start uh, with yeah man it was good too it was good i enjoyed it and it was in dwc why i chose dwc for my first run i don't know but it worked well and it, i did well with it in a, in a 60 centimeter grow tent i got six ounces off it so fucking it did that's good bad. Mm-hmm. that's pretty good yeah i'd be happy with that you remember that beast fucking plant jesus christ yeah and you always remember the the monsters don't you yeah well, like, no I, I was yeah. just speaking with the missus about this today about the whole uh auto things you know says so, you know some people fucking still don't like autos she's like yeah 10 years ago i would agree with that but now the autos are pretty good right and i'm like yeah, yeah because and i remember specifically how bad these autos were because i still remember them like 10 years later and yeah. uh there was what was it called uh so man i remember the what they were right? it was cherry a sweet sweet mango sweet mango it was called from sweet seeds it was an auto and it, they were fucking dire they're just big bushes uh, of bad weed you know yeah yeah <laughs> like i've had a few i've had a few that either just they you know pitiful little plants mm-hmm. or ones mm-hmm. ones that looked like they were going to be great and then it was just laughy trash. And you're like, well. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what happened know. with my autos. You know, it, was, it wasn't small. They were big fucking plants, man. They were huge because they were grown in DWC as well. Big plants. Mm-hmm. But I just had loads of weed that I didn't enjoy. It wasn't good shit. Yeah. I don't you know. I recently, and I can't remember exactly where I saw it, but I, I recently found a seed bank that was offering, I guess, for, for breeding purposes, the original Rotoralis. Why would you? Wow. I mean, it's got to be strictly for breeding purposes. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, you're would. not going to get any yield or any potency out of that. Mm-hmm. No, it'd, it'd have to be a, um, it'd have to just be for, a yeah, just to cross through with, with some other fem or something like that that you're wanting to to back cross with. I don't know. It's, 
Yeah, the I mean, original Ruderalis. I mean, I'd love to get my hands on some to have a play with, but at the same time, really, like, is it, it was, worth it? That's the question, yeah. you know. I mean, the pictures they were showing this plant was like anywhere from 15 to 30, 30 uh, millimeters tall. I mean, it was, it was a little short thing, nothing <laughs> that's tiny. It is, uh, yeah, man. And, and we it, spoke about that with Mephisto as well. And they said it's best not to get the Ruderalis, just breed with autos because the work's already been done. Yeah, they said find a good starting point, whatever that happens mm-hmm. to be, and, t- and use that work as a boost. It can be hard, like it, you know, because it, it's getting consistency with autos is probably the hardest thing. With with photo periods, you've got that, you know, you can reveg it, you can take yeah. clones, you can you can pheno hunt a little easier, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you you can go, you know, with autos, you set. There's mm-hmm. no. No revegging that thing. If you get fire, you get fire, and then you just got to hope that the next seed you pops are uh, going to be close to it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and it's you know rarely happens that way, unfortunately, with photos. With photos, though, you're right. Though photos, you can literally start over. If everything yeah. goes you know horribly wrong, reveg and start over. It would take you a while, and it may not be the oh, right yeah. you know the perfect solution there. Or take a cut and start from that. Either way, but yeah. Photos, I agree with you. Much more forgiving as far as that goes. Yeah. Let you correct so, yeah. your problems. So when you're hunting for these best genetics, then, uh, well, as we said, don't try and go for bag seed straight away. You just do that when you're further down the line and you have some time to spare. But you just want to look for, first off, you should know what strain you want to grow. You know, you should already have done some research and tried some weed. You know, go to a coffee shop or a dispensary, try different types of cannabis and try and find a strain that you like, which you would want to grow. I mean, for example, uh, white widow, you know, white widow is joy is enjoyed by a lot of people. It's good weed, man. Indica dominant and nice fruity weed is some good shit. White widow is some good weed, man. And that's a good one to start with, but that's for me, that's my own personal preference, but a lot of, lots of other people have done the same thing. You need to find what you enjoy. And once you find what you enjoy, you know, what's your favorite strain, fucking grow it man you just have to get it from a good place from a seed bank that you trust and being a new grower that hasn't used any seed banks before it's going to be difficult for you to find a seed bank you can trust because there's so many of them and you really don't know which one to use so what seed banks would you guys recommend for people to go and find good genetics from for for new growers not like for uh the experienced guys who want to go find like the dj short stuff or the um who believe with his $300 a seed, you know, these crazy amount of money yeah. for seed. Reasonably priced, high-quality genetics. Where do you go for beans? What are you saying, Bubba? Um, Well, I would say anything, um, a lot of the Dutch breeders, so if you're going to go Barney's mm. or Dutch Passion, they tend to be, they're always fairly solid. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's rare I get something from them that a, a new grower wouldn't be happy with. Mm-hmm. Um, or wouldn't be too, you know, yes, they're going to have some exotic stuff that's going to be a lot harder to to maintain and and things like that. But if you're sticking with things like, you know, the the classics like Northern Lights or or White Widow or something like that, those the strains that those guys have have been around for a long time and they've been working those lines for a long time. Mm-hmm. They're stable, they're they're dependable. Um, you're going to get that consistency through it. Um, I, I would I would steer clear of newer seed banks. I'd probably mm, do mm-hmm. some. Um, I'd do a bit of research on yeah 
um, on what what ones have been around for the longest, but generally yeah, because they've been I, around for the longest because they're fucking reliable and good at what they do. You know the shit ones exactly. they don't stay around for very long. But like you said, Dutch Passion quality seed bank man quality. Yeah. They've been around for twenty five years now, or something a long time man. Yeah, it'll be, you know be about that, if when it comes more. to seed banks, yeah. So uh, Dutch Passion uh, greenhouse seeds are good. Original yeah. sensible, they're fucking good. The um, yeah, we said seeds. there's our Barney's farm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We I've I've had some pretty good success with weed seeds, um, express stuff. They're pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, seedsman. Yeah, mm-hmm. Se- yeah, I was surprised when I moved on to seedsman because I used to just grow like Dutch passion. They were my first guys. Well, well, I did some big butter, big butter cheeses, the Exodus cheese and the blue cheese. Big butter's quality shit, but they're specific for the cheese. You know, if you want to look for the other strains, then I started to use Dutch passion. But then, you know, they're quite pricey, those beans are. They're not stupidly priced. They're a decent price, you know, like a five or a bean or something, 10 or a bean maybe. But then I found out about Seedsman. And Seedsman were cheap as fuck, like three pound a bean or something. And I got yeah. their, their Jack Herra, Seedsman Jack Herra. It's one of my favorite strains of all time. It's like three pound fucking seed. It's ridiculously cheap. Yeah. No, so yeah. they do good genetic too. Seedsman, good, cheap genetics, man. That's, a, that's the other from them That's bad yet. I mean, it's all been mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we didn't get to it. you there, Monkey, as well. Uh, what would you recommend for a new grower? What, what seed banks would you recommend, Monkey? Well, I mean, breeders and seed banks are two different things. I mean, most yeah, breeders yeah. have their own seed bank. But, I mean, as far mm-hmm. as breeders go, you all hit pretty much the ones that, I'm, that I would go to. But I would also go, uh, we have a, a sponsor over at Percy's. We, we, uh, we work with Ali Bongo, and they mm-hmm. have their own house brand stuff that seems to be pretty good stuff. Yeah, everybody who's grown, yeah, yeah. well anybody who's grown that their bungle bulk stuff over there it just has been completely happy with the results mm-hmm. and it's it's like the seasoning house stuff it is uh white it's you know call it plain label if you want brown brown package or whatever you want to call it unfancy but mm-hmm. still really reasonable price excellent genetics though um places like that i don't know i would stay away i could tell you where i wouldn't go i hate to say it facebook Instagram. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. There's a lot of people out there, including me, that have a lot of beans out there to, for, for people to grow. But yeah. at the same yeah. time, uh, no, that's not where I'm going to source my genetics because I don't know what you got. You know, I'm going to I'm going to go with a reliable seeds bank. Uh, the seeds banks that I, that I've used and have been very happy with with Seedsman. I've used the Vault. I've used Alibongo. Yeah, and I love the too. Mm-hmm. I love the I've loved everything that I've gotten from those seed banks, and those are mm-hmm. those all work with Percy's Grow Room. And uh, have been really good to us. I've used some local stuff here, um, some stuff out of the Pacific Northwest, and I'm still working with them. Jury's still out there. Um, then you got, if you're looking for a little bit higher price, better stuff, uh, genetic supply is always a good, good, good stop to take a look at. They've got a lot of, like you're talking about the DJ short stuff and a lot of the, you know, the higher end things, or uh, not really super high end, but let's say midline and running like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but Quality genetics are easy to source if you find a decent retailer, because usually those guys are not trying to shove something down your throat that yeah. they want a repeat customer, put it that way. That's right. So they're going to sell you a good seed. Yeah, see, I highly recommend Dutch Passion Barney's Farm because they're breeders. They have their own shit that come out and it's always good stuff. Man, I said there was a wedding I was at this weekend. And the missus, she's got her lighter, but it's the Barney's farm lighter, right? <laughs> uh, you know, if anybody knows what Barney's farm lighter is, then they know what Barney's farm is, you know? Mm-hmm. But 
nobody had a lighter and they was all looking around for her lighter and some guys like where's that farm lighter gone you know the farm lighter it's like fucking hell if you knew what this was shit there'd be a lot of questions but yeah barney's farm are high quality man and you know this is like uh i wouldn't say low level genetics because they're they're quality genetics man you're going to get some good beans from dutch passion barney's farm them dutch type of breeders you know, the original Sensi. Somebody else mentioned Sensi Seeds as well also. But, you know, they've been around for a long time, those seed banks have, and there's a reason they've been around for a long time, and that's because they offer high-quality, good, reliable genetics. So if when you're first starting out, you don't want to do any experimenting, you just want to make sure that you grow yourself some quality cannabis, then head to those seed banks. For, well, they're those breeders first. You can go specifically to them to get their genetics which is easy to do, dutchpassion.com, barneysfarm.com. Do a Google search and you'll find it. But you can also get those beans from Ali Bongo and uh, uh, for their Bongo bulk section, they've got their own brand as well. But they also sell other breeders. And that's the same with the Vault as well. You can get the Dutch Passion and Barney's Farm from Ali Bongo or from the Vault. And you get discount code from Percy's Grow Room when you're over at those uh, places as well. I think it's Percy's 10 at Ali Bongo. You get 10% off. Uh, for using that discount code if you're buying seeds over Ali Bongo. You know, you can get all the different strains over there. So check those out. You know, th- th- that's a good place to start off with the basic genetics. Yeah, yeah the it, Seedsman does that too. I think they've got a few that are from different... Um... And I think we have um, a code for Seedsman as well. I'm not sure. You have to check the discount code section in Percy's Grow Room. Yeah, so the the... First thing you have to do is figure out what strain you want. Once you figure out what strain you want, then head to one of those seed banks. Uh, Dutch Passion, Barney's Farm, Bongo Bulk, The Vault, Weed Seed Express. Go to any of those and they'll have the strain you want and get those and they'll be perfect for your first start genetics. But yeah, I think that's a good place to start, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's what that's where I'd be starting. Is that what is there any specific strains that we can recommend to anybody that's going to be high quality genetics? You know, first off, I would recommend, though it might be tempting, stay away from the newer strains. Yeah, you know, the stuff that's just came out, like washing machine, and you know these yeah. crazy <laughs> fucking strains that just come out of nowhere. Though they may be good, they, I'm not saying that they're going to be bad but they won't be as reliable as these old school strains that have been out for 20, 30 years. You know, the Northern Lights, the the White Widow, the Amnesia, the, the Super Skunk, these kind of strains that have been around for a long time. They've been around for a long time because people enjoy them and they are quality. So if you head for one of those strains uh, for your first grow, for your first few grows, you know, you, you won't go wrong with that shit. And then you can venture off into these newer strains. I mean, I would say Gorilla Glue, because that's pretty much been around long enough to be an old school strain now, isn't it? God damn. Yeah. The only thing with Gorilla Glue is it can be hit and miss, and it's yeah. uh, it's, it's a little bit of a finicky strain. So, can, and especially it, for a new grower, if you're not keeping eye on that humidity in late flower, you're going to have a bad time. Gorilla <laughs> Glue has got a history of possibly herming if you stress it too much too. So it's not really, I, I wouldn't say that wouldn't be my first grow, you know, Mm. No, I'd, I'd, initially maybe go there later going, i think it'll yeah. experience you I'd, I'd be going as you said something like a widow a northern lights yeah uh, a, a jack Herrera, yeah. amnesia yeah mm-hmm. an ak-47 mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that yeah. um something something that has track record it's got a history of pro- of producing 
decent quality weed consistently. Mm-hmm. Girl Scout um, cookies, yeah. That oh, kind of yeah, stuff. Girl Scout cookie, that's another cracker. Um, that's one of my favorites. It's just one of those ones that you can, you can indulge on too much though. Um, mm-hmm. but that's a whole other, that's a whole other segment. <laughs> so that's it. On, and if you're a new on... grower as well, just to add there, but you want to lean towards something that's a little more indica dominant because that's going to tend to finish quicker than something that's a tiva dominant. You know, you yeah. want something or, or between eight and 10 weeks is a good flowering time. And, yeah. uh, and there's different kind of genetics you want to be looking for as well. And we have covered this in a previous episode, but we'll, we'll briefly cover it now. Is when you're a new grower, there's these different kind of plants for you to, you know, you've got your photo period plants that will stay in their vegetative period under 18 hours of light and six hours of darkness. And you flick them to 12 hours of light and 12 hours of darkness for it to go to flower. And then you also have your um, auto flowering seeds, which will flower under pretty much any light cycle so you keep that under 18.6 and that's done in about 12 weeks on average from when you plant it to when it's uh, harvested you don't need to change the life cycle life cycle for that and what you really want to be looking for as well is uh feminized seeds because then they are 99 most likely going to be female you might rarely get a hermy or a male plant out of those but it's very rare to see something like that the majority of the time it's just going to be a female plant there's no messing around just get yourself feminized seeds which would probably be recommended for a start for your first grow you know just to get used to how things work and move on to autos later on unless you're growing outdoors and then just get some fucking autos and let them do their thing man because that's nice and easy but if you're growing indoors Uh, feminized seeds i agree it's it's especially indoors it's one of those things with with autos is that they you know if it's your first run you don't want to be messing with something that take that needs more care mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. um you know if they're fine out as I said, as you said they're fine outside if you just throw a bunch of seeds in the dirt and let them do their thing um but yeah if you if you're trying to to run a nice indoor um starting off with something that you you can kind of control a little more or you can you know mm-hmm. if something goes wrong you've got time you you're not on a clock because it's the yep. last thing you want to be doing when you're first starting out is that you know putting all that effort in and then shit hits the fan and you got to yep. start again and of um, course if any of this sounds intimidating or it's confusing to anybody you you always more than welcome to head over to percysgrowroom.com ask us any questions and we're happy to get you started off on the on the right foot don't be yeah, don't new, be shy new growers that. new growers come to percy's and if you run a diary there we'll actually help you all the way through the process we'll get you we'll get mm-hmm. you to harvest the best way do you first grow run a diary and let us help you through the process mm-hmm. we'll give mm-hmm. you as much or as little help as you need that's right man i mean there's episode 26 i think it is uh where you can hear about what different kinds of seeds are what's the difference between photo period seeds feminized seeds male seeds those kind of things uh, that tells you how to make them on episode 26 so that will explain what they are and you know if you want to learn how to grow autos as well that's episode 40 so you can go back and listen to those episodes if you want to know more about those specific kind of genetics but of course like i said head over to percy's grow room and get some help if you have any questions about any of this you're not on your own we want to encourage you to encourage everybody to grow their own high quality cannabis so do come to percy's to get help if you need it don't be shy so what we're saying so far, we're saying figure out what strain you want first, preferably make sure it's leaning towards the indica dominant and it's going to be feminized seeds, uh, photo periods, not autos to start with. 
uh, waiting to you a little bit further on and you got a little bit of experience with your growing, if you're growing indoors, then, uh, you know, so feminized photo periods of your favorite strain, preferably indica leaning, and then head to Dutch Passion, Barney's Farm, The Vault or Ali Bongo to get those beans. And you should be pretty good with the beans you have from there. Would you agree with that, everybody? Pretty yeah. much. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just uh, find something that's going to be forgiving for your first grow. We said it. We keep saying it over and over and over again. Best thing you can do is pick an easy one the first time around, guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pick an easy one. Yeah, come to Percy's or Monkey will kill another one of God's creatures. Yeah. Say solace. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Look what you've done. Look at the reputation you've got yourself now, Monkey. All right. I got to go yeah. swat a spider or something like that for him. <laughs> um, so, how can we ensure that the genetics are stable and reliable? Because this is something that's important as well. This is why we want you to try and stick with the good breeders rather than getting bag seed. Because with bag seed, you don't know if they are going to be stable and reliable. You could grow this plant out for two months and then it's going to come to the point where you're flowering it and it will grow male and female flowers and you've got a hermit. And you've just wasted a couple of months of electricity, of nutrients, the whole the time the money all of that's just been thrown away because you didn't pick good shit to that start bag with, seed you know, so. bag seed may have been pollinated by hemp you never know mm. yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> that's the that's sends the a shiver down your spine it does but i mean it's honestly <laughs> true you, you hope it's not by hemp but it's highly possible that it could have been a hemp pollen mm -hmm. right there yeah so the best way to make sure that it's reliable and stable is by getting it from a reputable breeder or seed bank in the first place. You know, and like we mentioned, that's uh, the Dutch Passion, the Barney's Farm, the uh, the Sensible Seeds, the Original Sensible. There's a, a few, you know, the older the seed bank is, the more likely it is that it's going to be a good place to go. Yeah. Sensi Seeds, uh, Sweet Seeds, you know, a lot of old, old ones out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Dutch fashion, Humboldt. you can't but go wrong. Humboldt. Humboldt, yeah, Humboldt's yeah. another good one. Yeah, Humboldt, yeah. You know, there's That's there's so many point. different ones uh, because, you know, seeds have been able to be bought, bought around the world now for quite a long time. So, and the, the Dutch ones are good, especially if you're growing in the UK. It's good to go to these Dutch seed banks because they are uh, like on the same kind of longitude and latitude, or, you know, whichever one it is, yeah. it's longitude. Uh, so the environment's, sort of the same where these seeds are being bred so if you're in the uk then you get those dutch genetics it's a pretty similar situation you know nirvana seeds is another one there make it rain has popped up that yep good one from back mm -hmm. in the day good band to nirvana we all love nirvana <laughs> don't we but, um mm. yeah man you gotta check those this shit out um well i was gonna say something else i can't remember what it is yeah the, the legality of these things as well I mean, is it legal to own seeds for you, Monkey, in the USA, where you are in the USA? Actually, yes, it is now since, uh, well, in my particular state. In most states, it is legal because the DEA in April of this year, I believe, beginning of April, uh, classified hemp, uh, cannabis seeds, all cannabis seeds as hemp because they're both, they have less than 0.03% THC. So that takes them off of the... Classic, this uh, the uh, Controlled Substances Act. So they now it's basically just hemp. So by all means, you can you can own them, you can mail them, you can do whatever. But I would say at the same time, I'm because I know where I live, 
I'm not about to flaunt this in a, in a, a police officer's mm -hmm. face, just, mm -hmm. you know, be getting pissed off. But no, I'm not worried about seeds right now. You know, they make the problem. What I would be more worried about is him wanting to know why I want these seats. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yes. what about you, Bob? Well, I mean, getting fucking beans into Australia is a mission in the first place. But, uh, is it uh, legal for you to feel. own them? What's the score with you? No. So I believe at one point it was fine because I, I can remember many years ago going into there. They had little shops that were like, you know, little knickknack stores where, like or souvenir shops, we'd call them, and you could go in and you could get them like that, you know, because they were sold in packets, said souvenir only, and it was kind of like mm -hmm. a, you know, one of those those little um, funny souvenir things you'd get. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, I've seen people get stung with seeds and then be charged as if they're plants. So wow. as far as I'm aware, it's no longer legal to have them. But I could be wrong. I've just seen a lot of a lot of issues with it because if you get stung with them, for some reason they they're using it as of evidence that you intended to grow them. Even so, you it's really we're in a bit of a a murky tide, I suppose, with that. So, um, I mean, if you've got them in a in an heirloom box with a bunch of other seeds and you're not growing and you know you'd you'd probably get away with that. But if they're kicking your door in and you got plants running and they find those seeds, you bet your ass they're gonna use them against you. So mm -hmm. yeah but it's same here in the UK. I mean we can legally possess cannabis seeds as souvenirs. You buy them as souvenir seeds. Uh, it's a fucking farce. It's ridiculous how, you know, we have to jump through these silly fucking hoops. You know, these are souvenirs. And as soon as you germinate them, that's when you're breaking the law. And it, it's like you can't buy seeds in, you know, if you go to a shop to buy nutrients, grow tents and your grown equipment, they are not allowed to sell cannabis seeds because that's too yeah. tempting, too Imagine. tempting. You're not allowed to do that. Think about it. It's yeah. like gremlins. Just don't get them wet. Yeah, that's right. You know, <laughs> Huh? Don't feed them after yeah. midnight, you know? Yeah. Right. Don't feed them after midnight and don't get them wet. Mm -hmm. It's just ridiculous, man, you know, the stupid rules that they fucking come up with. But, you know, you got to be grateful that they do allow us to have them as souvenirs because that's how we are able to grow all of the weed that we grow, <laughs> by getting these uh, these souvenir <laughs> seeds. Well, look at these nice souvenirs. They're a lot heavier now that they got wet. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things, man. You used to buy these things and... You know, if it didn't work, you got a message. These guys will be like, these souvenir seeds didn't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's fucking funny, man. Funny. But there is so many different places to get seeds out there. It's difficult to find the right places. So, so we've dropped a few good names there. Anybody who we've just mentioned there, you know, the Dutch Passion, the Barney's Farms, Mephisto, if you want to grow autos. You know, Seedsman, if you want to buy some cheap seeds, good genetic Seedsman is also a good option as well. You can go to Bongos and get their bulk collection. You can go to the vault and get any of the beans which you've mentioned from there as well. So there's loads of good places to go and get the beans. You just And they're good price as well. It's not like you're going to be spending a ridiculous amount of money. That will come later on if you wanted to, if you wanted to spend a crazy amount of money. I mean, we heard this week about a particular breeder, we won't say any names, that sells cuttings for 10K. 10K. Fuck. Yeah. But he but promises he won't sell any more. Cuttings. 
he promises that you're going to have that only cutting of that plant for what is it like two years after that or Man, something like that. If he promised that he'll grow a fucking God. plant for me, I am paying 10 K. <laughs> yeah, it's no, crazy talk, no. man. I mean, and it's a different story. If you're like a commercial grower and you're out somewhere illegal, but you're going to spend 10 K on a home grow. It's just not going to no. work. You know, you want to buy no. good, cheap, genetic, cheap genetics, but quality genetics at the same time. And all those seed banks that we've mentioned will be able to get you the good shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen some stuff and I've heard some people recommending actually some of these Facebook people that are now that seeds are legal in the US, there are people on Facebook marketplace that are actually selling them. But I can't promise you what you're going to get. And that's the problem you're going to have. You got no recourse going back on this. Yeah. So do you want to spend three to four months of your time, electricity, nutrients, soil, everything to find mm -hmm. out if it's good? I don't think so. You know? Yeah. Silas in the chat here just uh, said, don't pay more than a 10 or a bean. That's a good price, man. Let's say any more than 10 pound a bean, it's starting to get a bit excessive. Yeah. And when we say bean, we mean seed. It's the same thing. This is what we just call them. Right. Uh, 30 pound a pack, says Claude. That's possible for five beans. Then, yeah, 30 pound mm. a pack is a good price. You know, But if he's looking that, at right. 10 seeds, then that might be just a little bit too cheap. You know, There might just be uh, some dodgy I... off-label shit. I actually bought some seedsmen for about that price. Actually, they were cheaper than mm -hmm. that. I think I paid like uh, less than $2 a seed for the darn yeah. things. Uh, but there was only one breed that seedsman does that. Uh, if, it, if you search seedsman seeds, you'll find the cheapest seed out there. It's called mm -hmm. the white. Uh, 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 it's called the white OG, I believe is what it is. Man, but it, you, but it you actually know, grows monkey. decent beans. Yeah, but this is it. I mean, you, you know, man, I've mentioned a few times how cbd cream and cheese one of my favorite strains yeah. it's one of the cheap ones from seedsman it's like three four pound of bean it's cheap as fuck and then you got the jack hera cheap as fuck is from seedsman cheap quality genetics man so yeah. you know you just have to really look around and find the strain that you want and then get it from one of these reputable beaters and seedsman are good and cheap man so you know, don't right. just think because the beans are cheap that they are low quality. If they're cheap and coming from somewhere that's already trusted by the growing community, then you're going to be okay, man. Roll with that. Yeah. There's yeah, there's plenty of things you can find in that two to five dollar a bean range that's going to do everything you want it to do. Yeah, so yeah, it's yes. you know doing doing your research is the biggest thing. Um, what you know we we touched on it before, but finding why are you why are you growing it what are you growing it for is it just for recreational use or are you using it for medical use pick the strain you like and then go and have a look at some of these um at, at some sites like percy's where you can mm -hmm. see diaries of people that have, may have grown that that strain before see how they how they perform over the run of a grow and then make an informed decision rather mm -hmm. than just jumping in on something that looks great or sounds great and spending your hard earned on something that may not be suitable for you, your growing conditions and, and things like that. So mm -hmm. research, research, yeah, research, research. And ask for help if you need it over at Percy's. And when you go to buy these seeds as well, it's not very likely that you're just going to buy one. I mean, you can, you might be probably, you're probably going to grow four plants in a 1.2 by 1.2. That seems the average amongst home growers when they're first starting out. Well, you'll probably buy a five pack, you know, so you're going to have to store these seeds as well. You know, say if you buy a 10 pack, you're only using four, that's six seeds you want to save. And considering that they can be quite expensive, you want to store them properly. We do have 
an episode specifically on storing cannabis seeds. That's the uh, the best way to store cannabis seeds, episode 54. So if you want to know more about this, just go and check out the episode and we'll go into more detail over there. Uh, how, how do you store your seeds, Bubble? Uh, I just keep them in a nice, cool, dark place that's dry. Um, so mm-hmm. I've got them in a, basically just in a um, snap lock bag inside a container. I've got a little desiccant pack in there as well to get keep um, the moisture and everything yep. level and it just stays in a nice dark cupboard that that doesn't swing temps so that's i think the biggest thing is your temp swings mm-hmm, um so definitely. a lot of people a lot of people like to store them in the fridge i'm not a massive fan of storing things in the fridge mm-hmm. um simply because of the of the swings in temps you know when you take it out um you're going to take that whole box out and the next minute everything's then starting to change change temp and every got, time you um, open that yeah. door temperature swings exactly so keeping it a consistent temperature in the dark is always important man. that's the best way to go uh what how do you because you've got many beans now monkey how do you how do you store in all (laughs) yours uh well the beans that i make the feminized beans i make there's they're in glass jars and i'll put a little rice in them to keep them dry but then that those jars or little glass jars are stored in cardboard boxes uh, cardboard boxes will help keep everything dry and everything mm-hmm. like that too as well. And then those cardboard boxes are put into a nice uh, dark drawer uh, in a place that like, pretty much Bubble said, you know, just just a place that stays pretty much constant all year round. Yeah. Um, nothing fancy. The stuff I buy, I pretty much like to leave it in the original package if I can. Um, and then I put it into coffee cans, just plain old coffee cans with lids because they're dark. And they're sealed and those goes back in the same drawer. So, I mean, keep everything into dark airtight containers in the dark, cool place. So, yeah, it's really easy to store the seeds, man. Just, uh, you know, keep them in a cool, dark place with very low temperature fluctuations. You want it to be the same temperature all the time. Like uh, I think probably you said there opening, no, it was Monkey, you said opening the fridge door. If you store them in the fridge, which you can do, but every time the door opens, it's going to change the temperatures inside the fridge and that's going to cause problems. So yeah. don't do that. Refrigerators can, can sometimes get a little moist too sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you Unless you get a specific the... one. Sorry, Bubble. True. No, I was just going to say, if you're going to store them in the fridge, put them in a crisper because that's going to have less chance that the change in, in temps is going to affect it as much because they tend mm-hmm. to be like a little box inside your your fridge that keeps that constant temp even if you have got the door open i mean it's going to change a little but far less than opening the door letting Mm. all that air into the main area of the fridge so right right so i mean i've stored i said i've stored seeds uh just bag seed and and nothing more than a sock drawer and a ziploc bag Mm -hmm. and they germinated 15 years after they were they were put there so yeah yeah seeds are hardy as fuck it's about it, keeping the, the temps consistent. It's the, the temp swings that are going to kill them. So with cannabis genetics as well, you, we've spoke a lot about seeds here, where you can source seeds from. But in some places, for those guys who are lucky enough to live in a place where home growing is legal, you can actually buy cuttings and clones. You don't just have to buy seeds. So that's an option for some people as well. Now, this isn't an option for you if you're growing in a place where it's illegal, not only because you can't buy them, you know, you might be able to source them from a friend who grows, but following them three rules of don't tell, if you go get cuttings off somebody and you're growing in an illegal place, you're pretty much breaking 
rule number one. You know, yeah. they know that you're growing <laughs> if you're getting cuttings from them. So don't do that. Just go and get yourself some uh, some seeds. So nobody needs to know about the grow. But if you're in a place like Canada, some places in Canada you can buy uh, cuttings and clones, then yeah, that, that is a definite option for you. And in situations like that, you can usually see what the mother plant looks like as well. So you get some idea of how the plant's going to grow. So it's a it's a decent option if that is available to you. But you know, if you are in an illegal place, don't do it, man. Don't get clones. Just go straight through the seeds and make your own clones, clones if necessary. Interesting mm-hmm. enough, in the United States, when they said that the uh, seeds were also legal, they also said that clones were legal because they also contain less than 03 percent THC. Oh, even if really? the plant is going to produce more than. Uh, 17 percent THC, for example. Yes, they said the clone wow. cuts cuts are were legal. So it's right. crazy. Now it may not be legal in your state, but as far as the federal government was concerned, they were legal. Mm-hmm. There you go. So yeah, and you can get some real good clones out there, you know, being yeah. able to see what the plant finish is like. Because this is the problem when you're getting seeds. When you're getting seeds, no matter what, even if they are really stable, it's not going to be exactly the same as the mother plant which the seeds came from. There's always some mm-hmm. uh, phenotypical plasticity is the term that gets used. It's a nice term. I like that term. And the, term. the yeah, the, 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 just going to be a little bit different from the original plant. But if you're getting a clone, it's a clone. It's an exact replica of the plant it came from. So you get more of a chance to see what that plant's going to finish like, what the bud's going to be like. In some places, you can even sample bud of what the clone is. So, you know, you're going to try this shit and be like, mm, that's a delicious blue cheese. Yeah, I'll have a cut of this, please. And then you can buy a cut of that exact weed that you've smoked, which is a fucking privilege, which, uh, you know, I would love to have. That would be fucking awesome. But, you know, being yeah. in the UK, we don't have those options yet. But they will be available one day. And some places do have those choices available to them. So if you're in that position, then definitely roll that way. Because then you can find the strain you want. You can figure out what genetics are going to work best for you. You know, the good shit. And then yeah, you can after, just get a cutting of it. After these episodes we've done on HLV and things like that, man, I'm mm-hmm, thinking mm-hmm. about cuts. Oh, my gosh. Be careful with the cuts. That's <laughs> yeah, one thing. Yeah. Make Scary. sure you get your cuts from a good good source. Uh, isolate them, quarantine them. Make sure before you bring them in, all that kind of good stuff. Be careful mm-hmm, with the cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that, it's an option yeah, for you. Cool. But yeah, if you're a new grower and this is your first time around or, you know, your first few runs, then just go with seed for now, man. You know, baby steps. Don't go rushing into anything too quickly seeds are easy they're not mm. nothing to be worried about you know germination is just a process it's very simple and then yes. uh because you can make your own seeds as well you can do your own cuts and shit but specifically when it comes to seeds if it's your first couple of grows don't worry about that stuff yet man just Mm-mm. get your grow down get your germination method down get your grow method down make sure that you can finish the plants happily and healthily and get your growing technique down and all of that a little bit of practice few practice grows and then if you want to move on to cannabis breeding from there then yeah definitely give it a go man but just for now for, for, for the first for the first few grows just take it easy man just get to harvest make sure that you're producing some quality cannabis before you start exploring onto other things and as we said if if you if you're unsure or you have questions just pop over to percy's Come and have a chat with us. We're happy to help and walk you through. There's plenty of guides over there that you can go through. And there's plenty of helpful people over there that'll help you um, get the best and and uh, work out the best way of doing things. So that's right. No trolls, then, no pressure either. Just good information is all you're going to mm, get in Percy's. 
and it's free. That's right. It's free. Correct. It's absolutely free. This month only. Yeah, we only ask for your soul <laughs> in return. Yeah. Harsh. <laughs> But it's, you know, and once you've done a few grows, then you might be looking at expanding onto these other seed banks and breeders that charge a fortune for their seeds, essentially. And I have never had to spend any more than £10 on a seed. And, and I wouldn't. I don't think I would. I just think it's crazy to be paying that much for a, a seed. It just it doesn't make sense to me. So it's not something that I would do. But if you have the money, and you want to do that, it's your grow, man. This is your hobby. And if you want to spend $50 on a seed, you go spend $50, man. It's your fucking money, and it's your seed. You can do what you want. But for me, it, it doesn't just seem viable to me for doing something like that. I've grown really, really, really good fucking weed with seeds that were three fucking pound. You know, yeah. I don't see what <laughs> spending £50 on a seed is going to make any difference. You know, it... it just go with the fucking seed, grow it well, and as long as you've got the good genetics in the first place, you're going to get some good weed, man. Well, there is, there I'm, is. I'm going to go one step behind there and say, there might be some seeds that are a little bit better than, than that little three-pound seed that you just had. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they're not going to be, let's say, they're not going to be 47 pounds better. You know, if you have a 50-pound yeah. seed versus three-pound, you know, mm-hmm. if they might be, what, five or 10% better? Mm-hmm. As if you're going to do breeding, if you're going to take cuttings from a mother plant, things like that, you know, different scenarios will uh, will apply to different growers. You know, if you're looking at doing something like that, if you want to find a really good pheno, you know, a yeah. from a particular seed and then, you know, grow out a fucking mother to take shitloads of cuts from, then go for the expensive seeds if you think yeah. that's necessary. If you're trying to win a cup or something like that, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that's when you're going to want to. Spend the extra money for that little extra high quality stuff, but for your actual day to day home grower, no, no mm. you don't need it. That's right, man. You don't need it. There's good shit out there for a good price, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So try and stick with those. So yeah, I think that's everything for the cannabis genetics so far. Yeah, you know that's all you really need to know. That's the best way you can find the good genetics. Figure out what strain you want to grow to start with. You try and pick something that's indica dominant because it will take less time to grow. Uh, then go to a decent seed bank or a decent breeder. You know, go for the Dutch Passions, the Barney's Farm, the Mephistos for your autos. Seed Seedsman is a good one. You can go to Bongo Bulk and get their seeds too. You can also go to Ali Bongo to buy seeds from Dutch Passion and Barney's Farm and Original Sensi. They have a load of different brands over there available as well. So there's a lot of good places there for you to go and get good seeds. And they'll be reliable too. You know, they'll, they'll arrive in nice packaging, discreet packaging. So check those guys out if you're looking at making finding your first seeds. And then uh, don't do the cuttings thing unless you're in a legal area, then you can't do that. Make sure the cuttings are rooted before you buy them. But it's highly recommended that you do just start with seed in the first place. It's not difficult to germinate a seed. It's not going to take away much time off the whole grow. If you've already got a rooted clone, then it's maybe going to take a couple of weeks off the whole grow cycle in difference to starting from seed. So it might just be a good idea to start from seed anyway. And, you know, if you get the seeds from a good place, like the seed banks that we've mentioned, then you're going to do pretty fine, man. And you can get all the help you need over at PersusGrowRoom.com. So don't be shy if you need any help, if you have any questions with anything like this or anything at all that is grow related. You can find us over there, sign up for free, 
and you'll be able to ask all the questions you like to a good, friendly community. Right. No dickheads over there, man. It's all good people. Now, remember when I was in the States, starting to grow in, looking for seeds, and I was very concerned about ordering seeds from seedsmen coming from overseas, coming from mm -hmm. Spain. Mm -hmm. I'll just have to say I've never had any problem from any seed shipments shipped from anywhere in Europe. Mm -hmm. at all so the only problems you're going to have is if you're in australia so contact the seed bank first let them know that you're in australia and yeah. they will mm -hmm. take precautions that are necessary i think weed seed express get them in no problem right yeah they've look i've i've had success with weed seeds a few times and then once or twice i've had them caught up um Bally i've Bongos never had never had yeah, they, Ali like, Bongo, yeah. they, they sent you some Lego set or something. They haven't beans in it before. <laughs> I had a, yeah, it was a barrel of uh, like pirate in a barrel and, <laughs> and there was like little monkeys in it. I get toys, yeah. I had it come in Play-Doh as well. Um, yeah. So, but then Ali the Bongo go the extra mile, man. They were epic. The last batch they sent didn't come with anything extra. It was just... It, it came in like a little satchel and it made it here safe and sound. So, damn, I mean, it's like, like just... not getting a toy in your Happy Meal. What the fuck? <laughs> I, know, I, bit... I got I got some stickers. I was all right with the stickers, but I, I nice. missed my toy. Oh, well. Yeah. Look, yeah, great place, man. So get over there. But if you haven't got any seeds yet, get some. And then come and show them off over on Persis, man. We want to see them. We want to see your grow as well. So don't be shy. Come and show you grow with us. Uh, yeah, so I think that's everything you need to know about sourcing good quality cannabis genetics. You should be well on your way from there. And including all the other episodes before this, you know, you got your good genetics. We've told you what equipment you need. We've told you absolutely everything you need to know about growing cannabis, man. So all of these episodes, if you listen to them all, you know, it'll take you a few days to listen to all of them now because all like an hour long each and there's over 80 of them. But still, mm -hmm. you learn everything you need to know to produce some high quality fucking home growing, man. So get yeah, on yeah. it. One day we'll teach you how to smoke it too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we have some list of mail questions here that we should uh, move on to. Uh, some interesting ones here. We've got three questions. We have one from Stutty, and I think this might be one from you here, Monkey, one for you. He says, mm. I use MCT oil. You yeah. use MCT, don't you? And, uh, and avocado oil when I'm infusing weed slash oil. I was just wondering if there's any other herbs slash spices or other stuff that would be good and healthy to throw in with the oil when infusing it with weed, uh, like mixing up a high strength healing potion, if you know what I mean. So can you help start? Yeah. You got any ideas there? You can put it much in, put any herb in it when, when you're infusing the oils, but I wouldn't know which ones would be good for health or I'm not that kind of a person that does the smoothies and the, the concoctions in the whole food store, stuff like that. I hear kale is uh, good. <laughs> oh. Well, that's not an herb. You're not oh. going to get much if you infuse hail, but I'm thinking something like rosemary oil or something mm. like that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's all, if you start doing that, you're going to change the flavors quite a bit. Yeah. Some I cinnamon. What about cinnamon? You put cinnamon in it. If you are going to eat it, then you can pretty much infuse it with anything, right? I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, what are you gonna? What are what are you infusing? Are you talking about like if you're making a balm or something like that? If because if you're making a balm, then you, you're naturally putting other stuff in that anyway. Yeah, put some capsaicin in there. Use that as a face cream. Ooh, Oof. it's not a good idea. Don't do wash that. Wash your hands. Wash your hands before going to the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> and after. Come on, everybody, be clean. I just 
I just generally put a lot of weed in my oil. That's all I really do. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I like a heavy mixture. That way I don't have to use as much oil to get my medicine. Yeah, cannabis is a nice herb to put in the oil, man. You need more herbs in there for mm -hmm. what's wrong with you, Studsy? What are you being greedy for, bro? Shit. Yeah. He asked a question on the wrong week. Marge would probably have the answer. All kinds That's of right. Answers. Yeah, Marge would have okay, some good Marge ideas. Would be yeah. the one maybe, maybe we put that on the back burner and ask her next week. Yeah, we can do that if you like, Stussy. You, we don't know much about the whole edibles thing here, and obviously Marge is the expert of the edibles. So I know, I know a little bit about it. Yeah, you open your mouth and you eat, swallow, then you get high. Yeah, I mean, pretty much <laughs> I would recommend just using anything that you enjoy, man, anything that you like. You know, if there's a particular herb or spice that you prefer and enjoy the taste of, then, yeah, mix that with your oil, man. It should be fine. I mean, I'd probably mix mine with, like, vanilla, but, well, maybe – because over the last couple of days, I saw that like vanilla extract comes from the asshole of beaver beavers, you know, like the oh, asshole clan. Imitation, <laughs> imitation, imitation does, yeah. Right, okay. Vanilla, no, vanilla flavor comes from the pot of an orchid. Okay, yeah, yeah I don't want to be in no beaver ass. You know what I'm saying? Okay, well, don't get the the fake stuff then. All right. Okay. See, I usually, if I'm using vanilla, I'll get the vanilla pods and I'll just, yes. I scrape the inside of the pod. Are they just it... like the inside of the ass? They're just taking the glands out of the beaver and sending <laughs> the pods. Yeah, you just get the ass end of the beaver with the tail and everything. And you just, just gotta... sucking it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just poke, poke a little hole, poke a little hole in it with a skewer and give it a good squeeze. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> Savage. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got splinters in it. Do you think beavers get splinters in in like their ass because of the wood they eat? Hmm, it's an interesting well, interesting question. All I know is wombats shit squares. So yeah, yeah. that's weird. What? They what? They poop cubes? Yes, they yeah. do. Like actual Only cubes. Only animal on earth to do that, as far as I know. But yeah, it's weird. you try telling me that we don't live in a simulation when animals are seeing cubes. <laughs> I, I want to, yeah, I, I want to know at what point it became genetically smart for that animal to to need to poop in cubes. Like I you know just I mean? don't understand why. It needs this will it. dazzle them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. running away this from will... a predator and it drops a poop, and the predator's like, "Is that a <laughs> dice?" He <laughs> rolled a three. <laughs> it's stacking efficiency. It's stackable poop. What the fuck? Yeah, that's weird, man. What, what, what was the evolutionary advantage to shitting in cubes? Yeah, I just that's, that's another yeah. interesting question. We got loads of interesting questions today. Damn. Oh gosh. <laughs> Easier to stack, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's like those dice stacking things, you know, where they get them all in a tube. <laughs> It's it's so it's so the babies of shit to play with. Yeah. Poo Jenga. <laughs> uh, baby wombats are really good at counting these days. Sounds like a brand of Lego you should make. Did yeah. you ever get those as kids? Did you ever have that? Like when you um, what, wombat when you're learning no. learning <laughs> no learning <laughs> math. And you'd um, and the teacher would bring out the block set, and it was like little one centimeter by one centimeter cubes and stuff like that. And you'd have to work it. You'd use that to work your maths out. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe. Did you used to have the wombat poop in Australia? Is that what you trying to say? <laughs> They used to write every every now and then, poop. yeah, a little wombat poop. Pu uh, How would poop. you know? You know, as long as it was cooked in the in the kiln for a little while, it's as good as a brick. <laughs> 
a bit of white anyway, paint on it. Anyway, yeah, let's uh, move on to a, a normal question from <laughs> from an, a listener. Uh, this one's from Filmy Bowls. He says, here's my question for Sunday's show. If you had a replicator, the Star Trek version, not the Stargate mm-hmm. version, because you don't want a Stargate version of a replicator because that would fuck you up, man. But uh, if you had a Star Trek version of a replicator and it could provide the best tasting bud and a perfect high for your personal cannabinoid system, would you still grow your own plants? Yes. That's a short answer. Nice. For me, it's (laughs) not just about growing the plant. It's Mm -hmm. it's not just about that high and the, and the, you know, that's all well and good, but it's the, the process for me. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to you this way, but bubble, you grow the plant, but you replicate the rosin. Yeah, mm, yeah, nice. <laughs> yes, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Monkey's onto something because now we don't have to worry about how much weed we got to grow, we just replicate all we need. Perfect. That's what it. you say, monkey. W- w- would you still grow? That's my answer right there. Grow the weed, replicate the rosin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I mean, it's it, the, when you've been growing for a while, you just learn to enjoy it. And it's part of, like, your life, man. It becomes part of who you are. And it, when the tent is down and you don't have a grow going on, you feel like something is missing. It's, it's a strange thing. I, I know experienced growers will know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, you know, once you got into it and it becomes a hobby, it's like playing a musical instrument, man. It's like you wouldn't just not play your guitar or your piano or the drums, would you? It's something that you do. It's something that, that you just do, man. You know, you wouldn't stop drawing pictures because AI can make you some on mid-journey. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you, you still do these things that you love doing, regardless of how easy it is to get the products at the end from somewhere else. Still well, I grew do. other plants. What's the difference? Why wouldn't I want to grow this one too? Yeah. So I grew tomato plants this year. I can go and buy fucking hundred tomatoes if I wanted to right now, but uh-huh. still grow tomato plants. And it's just something that you learn to enjoy, man. And it becomes part of your life and who you are. So I think I would still continue to grow, but not trim. That's a different story. Fuck well, that. Isn't that kind of consistent <laughs> with the Star Trek a little bit too? Because you know, even the characters on there at times would have a dinner party where they physically cook instead of replicate. Yeah, like exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. You know. so there are times when you want to do it yourself. Yeah. What do you all think out there in chat or in the comments? What would you do? Would you prefer to just make it through the replicator or would you still grow your own cannabis? Yeah. Let us know what you think. But we have one more question here. It's an interesting one. It's a long one. It's uh, let me just get into it. It's from Zealous Orange. It says, after your last episode, you mentioned something about new topics for Grow Guides. And yeah, just a quick shout out there again for everybody. Um, if you have any suggestions for future episodes of Grow Guides, then do let us know. If there's anything that we haven't covered yet in the 81 episodes that we've done so far, then let us know so we can add it to the list and get it covered because we want to try and wrap it all up by 100 episodes. So if you have suggestions for Grow Guides, do let us know. But I'll carry on with the question. I was interested to see that your guys' ideas on building a 100% organic fertilizer like Gaia Greens from scratch, that would be a cool conversation like starting a homemade organ- organic fertilizer, for example, from blood meal, bone meal, alfalfa meal, guano, eggshells, green sand, glacial rock dust, microorganisms or fungi, and how to get the perfect ratio for a 4-4-4 blend for veg and a great blend 2-8-4 for flour. It's a long question. 
Uh, also, another rider ball, which I think you're supposed to put idea, but autocorrect. Also, another idea would be cool if you guys got Josh on the show from Boogie Brew. I think his name's Josh, based on the USA. Buddy makes his own beneficial micro tea starter called Boogie Brew. Be cool to hear about that stuff. Also, other topics of grow guides. How to set up your growing from scratch. I think we did that, right? I'm not sure. I'll look into it. Yeah, I think uh, a proper canopy height, plant spacing, etc. But that's more like a group because we need something we can do for like 40 minutes. You know, it needs to be something a, cover, a topic that we can cover for a while. Uh, and just be cool to hear something about it. Love the show. Stoked for more episodes. Nice one, Zealous. So, oh, that, yeah, no, that's just the air. That's not Zealous. But yeah. Uh, good question, man. A lot, a lot of good things to cover in there. So what we're saying about organic homemade fertilizer, I think it was referring to you there where we were speaking about your guy talking about organic fertilizers, Monkey. Is this something that you you would look into? What would you recommend? I don't, well, I've not really ever done anything like that with cannabis before. I mean, and, and I the when I have done things such things that you would probably say fit into this category it's been just for flowering plants outside that i do in the garden or maybe vegetable plants it's not precise it's just a mixture of cottonseed blood bone wood ash charcoal uh that kind of stuff i don't have any records by it and i definitely don't have anything that i could offer as advice or anything like that because it's not been tested on cannabis don't really know mm -hmm. I'm just getting into the parts now of the KNF stuff with, with uh, Chris Trump. I'm at, I'm at kind of a roadblock right now in the KNF that I've got to work my way past. And once I get past there, I'll be, be moving on. But I can't, I don't have the expertise to, to, to uh, do that. That's something mm -hmm. I think we would probably want to source, find an expert. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, uh, I've reached out to Tad Hassey recently because Tad Hassey from uh, the Kiss Organic Show, the Science and Cultivation Podcast, the, the, the Cannabis Science of What's that fucking podcast called? What's the name of it? Cannabis Cultivation and Science Podcast with Tad Hassey. If you search for something like that, you'll find it, everybody. It's a real good podcast. And Tad, he's been on the show a couple of times. He's been If you look through our interviews, you'll find a couple of episodes with Tad Hassey. And the guy knows his shit, man. And he works specifically with his company making organic nutrients. But the thing that they focus on is trying to reduce the amount of heavy metals that are in these organic nutrients. Because it's something that can easily be overlooked when you're making these things yourself at home is you can accidentally pull in too many heavy metals. And the plants, the cannabis plants, like to gather up these heavy metals out of the soil and put them into themselves. They can be used to get radiation out of the ground in Chernobyl and shit like that, man. You're an amazing plant. But at the same time, when they're pulling these heavy metals out of the ground, they're going into your buds and you're smoking them, and then them heavy metals end up being smoked by you. And that's not something that you really want to um, that you really want to have in your buds. So I I did see an article the other day about that, and that they were saying that there's out of like all of the dispensary stuff that they're testing they're finding them to be um, full of heavy metals. And they're saying that it's it's to do with the with the soils and, and all this sort of thing. And it just got me thinking, I'm like, well, if that's if that's happening with cannabis, there are other plants that will pull metals from the ground. What about all the foods you're eating? Like they're, you know, it's mm -hmm. surely it's not just cannabis. I understand that it's a yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's a bit more scrutinized, but surely there'd be it'd be happening in your in your food as well as your smoke 
Yeah. It's just that you produ- you're consuming food differently. You're not smoking it. And I think cannabis specifically pulls these metals out of the ground. And I don't think things like tomatoes and those type of plants do. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into that. But cannabis mm-hmm. specifically does pull these heavy metals out of the ground. It's something that that particular plant does. I'm not sure if yeah. other plants do the same thing. So I'm not, I don't know if it's the same. It's definitely one of the best for 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 doing that and cleaning soils. It's mm-hmm. as you said, it's been used in places like Chernobyl for that. So, you know, yeah, who knows? Someone knows. <laughs> yeah, someone knows. Uh, Cloud said, "Ask Coots Clackamas. Coots been trying to find out contact details for him, man. So if you want to try and hook us up and see if you want to get Clackamas Coots on the show, that would be awesome, man. I'd love to speak to him and pick his brain on his soil recipe and things like that." So if anybody knows how to get in touch with him and uh, can get him on the show, then let us know. Uh, Bang Switch asks a question here. Sorry, were we finished with this question? Was there anything else we wanted to cover here with uh, Zesty's question? It's quite a long one. But uh, we'll, you know, if you want to speak to Josh and see if he wants to be on the show, then give him a shout, man. We're, we're happy to speak to almost anybody. Yeah, so uh, with Zesty's question, I think we had everything just about covered. Just be careful with the source, where you're sourcing your ingredients from. Be careful with those whole heavy metals thing. Well, what was that one we had in the chat here? It was a queue somewhere. Where was it gone? Some bang switch, wasn't it? Uh, when is a plant considered in flower? When you first see flowers forming or when you see pom-poms? I, I personally go from when the pom-poms uh, Me are too. growing. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, some people even consider it after you flipped it to 1212, which, uh, you know, there's always a little bit of controversy on when a plant is actually in flower. But what I like to consider is it's undeniably in flower when the pom-poms are growing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no in-between then. That's definitely, it's not in the in-between stage. It's not the regenerative stage. It's not going through stretch. You know, it's not still in veg. It's definitely in flower when the pom-poms grow in. So that's when I like to consider it. And I like to let my plants go a little bit longer as well because the breeders would usually say it's eight weeks from fl- from eight week flowering period, but don't specify whether it's from flip or not. So we just assume mm. that it isn't. And then you can let it go that eight weeks and it'll be a nice mature cannabis by the end of it, most likely. Might even need a little bit longer. So, what do you think, Monkey? Is that safe for you? Yeah, actually, I go even longer because like I've just finished mm-hmm. some uh, stuff that was supposed to be eight and a half to nine weeks, and they went ten and a half. You know, it's one of those things. It's just they're ready when they're ready. It's kind of like what Swami says; they'll let you know when they're ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The smell, the look, everything about the plant will, will change. It's rare you ever get something run the actual breeder's timeline. Mm-hmm. No, that's a suggestion. I usually start checking around the breeder's timeline. Yeah. Yeah. What are you saying, Bob? Well, it's a predominantly auto grower. How do you consider your autos to be in flower? Um, usually, there's a there's a point where you start to see the tops forming, and it's just prior to, like, not the little stage where they get the little afros going, but just prior to that, you'll start to see these tops coming up, and it's mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. with an auto going to be anywhere from around about week four and a half to week six. Yeah. You'll see that starting to happen. That's when I sort of class flower starting. Um, yeah. And then it'll go through, obviously goes through stretch and then start stacking on weight from there sort of thing. So mm-hmm. so when they start shooting the tops, I think is probably the the easiest way to describe that. Yeah. Anyway, so it seems we're all in agreement there. Not from flip, everybody. That's just not, not the correct way to do it, in our opinion. But everybody's entitled to their own opinion, man. But nobody's entitled to their own facts. 
just so you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So wait till you see the pom poms, in my opinion. But if yes. you are in any doubt, take a picture, put it up on a thread in purses that it's like, is my plant flowering now? And we'll tell you. We'll give you our opinions, man, and we can help you out along the way. You are not on your own. Come and join the growing community over at PersysGroom.com. And it's growing in more than one way. You know, we all grow cannabis, but the community is always getting bigger as well. So come yeah. and join us and become part of that community. Yeah. Cool. Generally, if you got to ask me if a cannabis plant is flowering, it's not. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. you said that I'm mm-hmm. going like, no, if you got to ask if it's flowering, it's not. If it's in flower, mm-hmm. you'll know it. Yeah, you'll know. No. Yeah, there is that confusing period just prior. That's what I'm yes. talking about. That's but yep. as as a grower that's done it for a that's long time, when she's throwing those random it. little white pistols here and again, one or two here and there, you're not yeah. quite there yet. Yeah, you just don't. You're on the cusp, but not quite there. Nice, right? So I think that's about everything. Uh, that's outro time by the sound of it. I think we've covered everything, but of course, just like every other Grow Guides episode, if you have any questions, you know where to find us persysgrowroom.com. Come, come, come. Want to know where to source the good genetics? Come oh, over and ask. I'll, cl- we'll I'll click you. the outro there. We're on the outro <laughs> thing now. Hey, hey. <laughs> professional, Mackie. I'll try to. Yeah, I think it was pretty obvious we were like fading out when I added that fake. Echo thing going on. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. all good. Oh, come, come, come. And the music kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> and there we go, everybody. That's this week's Grow Guides. Of course, if you have any questions or suggestions, then please do feel free to get in touch. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, instagram persysgrowroom.com and our discord server which is linked in the description of this download so if you do want to get in touch you can find us at any one of those places but as usual thank you for being here thank you for downloading and listening to the show i hope you're enjoying the grow guides series so far next week we're going to be talking about what you can learn post grow so when you've finished your grow and you've harvested how to look back on your grow and find out what you did good what you did bad what you can improve and how you can get an even better grow next time round. so that's what we're discussing in next week's grow guides but for now we'll catch you on the live show on sunday if you're around don't forget youtube.com slash high on homegrown come and join us for the live stream but if you can't make it we'll catch you on monday for the cannabis news and events stay high stay safe have a great weekend And we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye.